Namaste and welcome. This is Jainil Dalal and you are listening to the Design MBA. This podcast is a real-life MBA program for designers where we interview design hustlers and learn the skills, mindset necessary for a designer to launch a business venture. You can learn more, find past episodes and stay updated at designmba.show. Why are you listening to this podcast? Think about it. Deep down, you want to grow in your design career. And I've been in your shoes. I've pushed pixels for years without really knowing how the hell do I grow in my design career. So I've created a free email course for you to help you level up your design career. The strategies I share in this 7-day email course are actionable and used by over 700 plus designers with success. So head over to levelup.designmba.show or you can find the link to this email course in the show notes. Level up your design career today. I have a phenomenal guest with me right here. He's smiling. He's wearing a Adobe XD hat. He is none other than Puneet Chawla. And a brief version of who Puneet is, is Puneet is an avid YouTube design creator with some of the highest subscribers on his YouTube channel. And he wants to leave an impact on the world. And if that was not enough, Puneet actually is a three-time Google event speaker, four-time medium top writer in design and inspiration. And he is a marathon runner. Man, I wish I could run like him. And an ex-photographer. So did I miss anything by any chance, Puneet? No, and that was that was a rad intro. I don't think I could put it be- any better. <laughs> uh, that's epic, man. Thanks. And if you're a designer in India wondering that, hey, what should I do to become a better designer, to get a job in the design industry, to level up my design skills, but it's, you don't want to pay that much money. So what do you do? So then you go to designwings.in, which is India's most affordable design school. For sure. And there you learn from Puneet and his tribe of mentors, which he has handpicked. And this is a blast, of course. You definitely need to go again to designwings.in and check it out. Yep, exactly, man. Thanks for the amazing intro and thanks for plugging in my school. That was epic. <laughs> <laughs> But man, I'm just so excited to be chatting with you. So, wow, dude. Like, it's like bringing me back to like, just like, you know, like at home, like, like thinking about India and then when I left it and then you're doing so like cool shit there. What was it like for you in school? Like, did, were you always interested in art, like growing up? See, dude, I was a big nerd, okay, in school. I mean, I still am, I can't deny that. But in school, I was a big nerd. I was often bullied because of it. But it was so much fun because I used to sit in the computer lab for, like, I'm not sure if the American listeners listening maybe had, like, a different system. But in our schools, we don't, we have, like, fixed timetables and we just got to follow that all the freaking time. But, but. My computer teacher, the, the teacher who taught us coding and stuff like that, she was so cool, man. She was like, sit as long as you want. And I used to wow. sit the whole day long. My teachers used to complain. My principal called my uh, parents and stuff like that. I was like, come on, man, chill out. I just want to yeah. create something cool. And at that time, I was already deep into photography. But the love for photography was just, I just realized it was just a a passion which went away after a while and mm-hmm. it, I know it wasn't cool but somebody asked me to make a website and it all began man and since then I haven't turned back and I'm loving what I'm doing man I always belong to like a creative family 
all my family members are into some sorts of my grandfather wanted to become like an architect he he became an engineer at the end of the day but he was mm-hmm. more inclined towards drawing and uh, all that architectural drawing and stuff like that so everybody in my family is just mm-hmm. very very creative and i think i'm the least creative out of them <laughs> i'm more you know entrepreneurship and business and marketing and stuff like that but design is a first love for sure you got some of that good you <laughs> good you are bringing in you trying to do business <laughs> do i don't if i'm punjabi or gujarati whatever i think punjabi and gujaratis have a lot of similar values when it comes to money when it comes to business i think we have some similar traits yeah so like i grew up in amdavad and you know the whole time it was like dhando karwana dhando karwana it's always like you got to do your business yeah and i wanted to be an architect growing up so the flats that i lived in on the fifth floor we had an international architect who started his career there kirti desai and he considered that office a good luck thing like where he started so he never went to his really like posh and big office mm-hmm. in the city so i would always like see him and meet him and see all these drawings and i'm like man i want to be an architect like my parents were like no you're not going to be an architect you're going to be an engineer or a doctor cuz like Damn. you know like the pressure there like <laughs> I feel one of the hardest things I've ever done in life is just uh do my 10th board and 12th board in India like I, I don't think there's anything more like crazy and intense like that every indian parent ever i guess <laughs> oh my god dude <laughs> every asian parent i would say to an extent um, yeah man it's like the competition is cutthroat like you know ai triple e and i remember everybody was doing that the fiji classes for iits oh, and stuff sh- still man. still man that's still something that's the thing that i feel is everything is now evolved everything yeah. is now changed the new normal is just something else now and people need to realize that people need to adapt we need more uh, product designers we need more developers and we need <laughs> engineers who are building or civil engineers who are building towers and stuff like that because where's the construction gone you know yeah. so i think the market has shifted so much over the past 6 months it's crazy so in school when you graduated from 12th did you feel that pressure like i need to join an engineering college or what no, did you for, end up doing for, that was so good the best part i think about my childhood has been my parents my grandparents my mom even though i've i've been brought up in a single parent home and stuff like that my grandparents always were like do whatever the fuck you want to do just get a degree and just make sure you have like a backing i mean yeah. every indian parent ever but except everything else was so cool i flunked in maths and i had to shift, no way i had to shift to it which is like a subject very few students took because they didn't get enough like high enough marks in or a high enough grade in like class 10th and stuff like that for uh, american people i think it's a more like we were going yeah. to high school and uh, we had to take up like a subject for sure it was all cool at my place even though i flunked and stuff like that even there were like two three teachers who were like backing me all the way along they were like you do this you'll become this and i used to go to like web design competitions in like high school and it was so cool because my designs were below average for like a good year or two and every single time i went to like competition i won because the difference between the other designers or the other developers and me was i was able to communicate i was able to market to them like straight up what does this website do 
what does it represent so i guess i mean pitching an idea in a nutshell i guess wow so you already have that acumen for design already in school so when you went to college did you major in like what was your major like engineering college or design college so the thing here is ux and ui or even product design in general hasn't become a proper proper degree mm-hmm. unless you go to like design focus or design centric universities which yeah. things like nift um mm-hmm. national institute of fine uh, fashion technology or whatever other <laughs> universities i can't remember are there for design i went to like a very basic private university where there were basic courses my major was just information technology which which ah. just means a bunch of students who didn't score enough to get into bcom <laughs> which is like the higher level of it it was all cool because i knew that is not what i want to do and i knew a degree wasn't required for where i was going and you won't believe this but the first two jobs full time jobs that i got they asked for my degree i told them i lost my degree and i did and then they for, forgot because oh I my had, god because i started working like before my college ended and mm-hmm. my college like college here takes like a month a good month to uh, like get your marks out get your degree yeah. out and everything so i was like i don't have that much time so i was like yeah i i just got to lie and they all forgot after a while and i never gave them my degree so that was good damn so but right during the four years of college did you do any internships in design or do any more like design work during that time for sure for sure i was doing freelancing since school so freelancing mm-hmm. was something that was i was already used to but at the same time i was advised by someone to go out and approach people so that you know they could give yeah. me projects in their organizations and that was like one of the best advice i've been given and i've applied it and after that it was all uphill where i was getting more clients and stronger bigger clients like i agree i didn't have hundreds of clients but even the few 5 7 clients that i had at a time they were so strong there was there wow. were big, larger organizations so i was able to like understand what freelancing was all about even though after a while i left it but and they were based in india those clients yeah. indian companies there was a company which was an education organization like mm-hmm. it was like making products for educational institutes which was making products for international baccalaureate which is ib board which is the yes. like the american or the british board i'd say in a way that is what i was uh, being exposed to and i think that was like a good move and that was through the word of mouth right that was not purely word of mouth one lady i met like she was at some party or something just very casual family gathering kind of party there was and uh, she was in she uh, was like the co-founder of a startup and she was like nobody knew that even i didn't know that but oh, i wow. started conversing with her and like she was a friend of a relative so and she was yeah. there with her children and stuff like that and she was like oh you're a designer i'm like yeah i'm a designer so she's like we require a designer i'm like i'm your guy then <laughs> you know wow. uh, and that was like at my cusp of starting out so i was like okay i need this so i got it and we started working on some augmented reality out of everything else damn I was like I'm not an expert at UX already and I'm I'm, <laughs> I, I'm already having to handle augmented reality 
even though the augmented reality there was not at the level which we see these days with look uh, those um, you know fancy as you could put a chair in your room and just see I know. like IKEA app and stuff like that not that level the 3d modeling and rendering was done by like a different sector in that uh, mm-hmm. different department i was basically handling the visuals and the ui of the entire ar experience so i mean that was a good exposure that was a good challenge i'd say and what tools did you use for that do you remember before that job i was a photoshop guy and okay. um this is like what 4 5 years ago okay i'm just putting a random number to it but probably less than that and at that time it was like either you you sketch yeah or you you don't use anything else at that time adobe xd was in its beta stage it was like yeah. it was there people started to use it because it was adobe but i started using adobe xd because it was lightweight and uh it was free mm-hmm. and i was like who doesn't want free stuff so i started using adobe xd and that is where i like formed the love for xd because i was a windows user back then i didn't have the option of using sketch and to be honest i was i had made decent money but not enough to just go spend splurge a bunch of money on a macbook pro or something and i definitely did not want to buy a macbook air because it's not worth the money so and then dude in india it's like we're talking about like 1 lakh rupees or something like that like fully yeah, maxed yeah. out yeah expensive no, no no 1 lakh rupees is the one that i'm using right now to like see this podcast and stuff it's a macbook pro 2018 base model but with expanded memory so the thing is i'm the kind of guy who will never invest on a maxed out product never even my phone is even though this is an s10 this is like the yeah. base s10 like oh wow just <laughs> the kind of base. opposite <laughs> Yeah, I was like no max out bullshit. Yeah. I need something if it works, it's great. I don't care if it's I'm not editing 4K footage, so why need yeah. why do I need to get a, a maxed out uh MacBook? So, I just went out and I bought this MacBook in 2017. No, uh, so it was a 20 2018 MacBook, so I bought it in 2018 itself so i'm a very like very new mac user before this i was i had an xps 13 which uh-huh, again, yeah. is an expensive laptop yeah but i chose that because at that time i was also slightly into web development so i was like i'd go for a windows if i'm a web developer and it just so happened that i shifted to ux well, that makes sense so yeah. what was the pay for your first gig that you're doing freelancing the very very first project which i got was from upwork which okay. for those who don't know is like a freelancing platform like freelancers come and uh, they pitch for jobs that was like 300 300 and i was elated i was like oh shit i mean i mean that's into like what is it, like 60 rupees dude that's uh, that that's time 70, it's like a 70, lot of money dude 70 dude yeah uh, 73 <laughs> that was like 25 30 grand and i Damn. was like I was like this is nice <laughs> and that time i was like okay if i can make 300 i can make 3000 i can make 30000 it's limitless so uh, that point of time i was like my concept of money was just another level yeah thanks to the kind of childhood i had thanks to me having to do everything in my life that taught me a lot about money which most people of my age i'm sure they don't know 
Yeah, so like you just did not take that 30,000 rupees and be like, okay, I'm just going to spend it on something. You, no. you decided to do something meaningful. No, 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 no. I did not spend that 30,000 bucks on anything. I, I do like my bank account is stale. The thing is <laughs> right now I focus so much on side income. I focus so much on passive income. Yeah. The debit card of my original account, the one where all the real money comes into. Yeah. It's in some corner, like there's dust wow. over it, I'm sure. Because I never use that account. It's all money coming in. And mm-hmm. if I invest in jewelry, if I invest in bank bonds or whatever it might be, yeah. it's generally through like the website and I have an app if I ever need to get take our money from that. But yeah. dude, this is number one key that I've learned. Never spend money from your main account. Never. Ah, Dude, damn! <laughs> changed my fucking life. <laughs> no, <laughs> my mom always like tells me he's like every time I'm sitting, he's like, so if I buy something new, like a phone or a diary or something, whatever that is, she's always like, tipe tipe saror parai. It's always is like like boon boon daria parai. It's just like it's like you, know, you got to save every penny till it becomes like a million bucks. So <laughs> I always like laugh at her when she tells me that. It just adds up so well. I bet. Everything now I'm so- thinking that you figured out the Upwork thing. Like, wow, you can get paid in dollars and you can work remotely from India. You don't have to go yeah. anywhere. Yeah. Did you decide to just go full throttle on Upwork and just continue that path or no? Upwork is so saturated. I mean, even though they have like this very, very strange way of selecting candidates, like to, mm-hmm. who actually get in onto their platform. Is yeah. If you have like a business email, yeah, a good 60 to 70% chance to get into that platform. Otherwise, okay. if you have like a Gmail, Yahoo, yeah. Outlook, whatever, you're at the bottom of the list. Damn. So I figured that out early. I was like, there's nothing written on that. There are people yeah. on Fiverr who get you onto Upwork. So yeah. which is strange. <laughs> You're paying fi- people on Fiverr to get onto Upwork, which is crazy. oh my god! <laughs> yeah, like search Fiverr, thousands of jobs. Just oh my a, god, get get a guaranteed Upwork account. Oh my god! <laughs> so you got a business email, basically. Yeah, I got a business email for fifty bucks. <laughs> Damn! And the people who were charging. They were charging like 500, 600 bucks for you to register for Upwork on their behalf. Oh my God. I was like, I got it for 50 rupees, which is... Oh, I was thinking... Which dollar, is less no, than a rupees. dollar, man. Yeah. Wow. It's like 60 cents or something like that. Wow. So when did you figure out that this is really saturated? Like, I think I, like you figured out I don't want to compete in this kind of crowded market on Upwork. Dude, what isn't saturated in today's time? That's true. I happened to work for somebody like on certain projects as a consultant. Mm-hmm. I started calling myself a consultant after a while. Yeah. Um, he asked me to like find some people for like a certain yeah. job. He was like, I'll pay you whatever commission and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, cool. I, I know people. Whenever somebody asks me, uh, do you know somebody? I'm like, yeah, I know somebody. Even, <laughs> even when I don't. Yeah. Because I know that it's my advantage. So, I went on to Upwork to, for the first time in my life, host an ad on Upwork where you will say, okay, yeah. I want this person for this job. Yeah. So much fun, dude. So much attention I got in, the, in like one day. 
and that job was very it was very specific it was like again for ar and mm-hmm. you know the the furniture companies who kind of place furniture in an augmented yes. reality yes like, which is now becoming a big thing which earlier it was like a niche people at that time they were like oh yeah yeah i'll do this oh i'm experienced with this i'm exp-. i'm like oh damn there are a lot of people who have experience in this <laughs> and they showed me their work and i was like okay this guy knows his work yeah so like every second person is a designer and a developer and whatever whatever so i realized i cannot be if i'm a lion sitting in in between gazelles yeah that makes me a gazelle ah and i was like either eat these gazelles out or <laughs> i can i can maybe become a, a snake and just slither myself out of there so i had like wow. multiple options and <laughs> i chose the best one which was i saw this video which is very important i think some leader in some industry this guy goes up on stage and he says yeah if you're not fake you're not going to make it and i was like damn i resonate on that because mm-hmm. what i started to do was i was like i got to portray people i'm an organization people want to trust a company they'll trust a company or a studio or an organization more than they will trust an individual yes so i was like fuck it i'm going to form an organization i signed myself up for like at that time there was no gst which is general sales tax at that time the, you had to like either have a, like a proprietorship certificate or like whatever there was i got myself a proprietorship certificate i knew some people so it was faster for me and after that i was like i just hired people on project to project basis if somebody came to me and said hey we need a website developed as well as designed can you do both i'm mm-hmm. like i'll charge you double but i can do both my because i have an organization where people work for me and they wow. were like, okay that's crazy i stopped using my name i was like i'm not puneet chavla now i'm i'm put- so the thing was i wanted to my name to be involved so i said puneet web design studios ah i i'm going to think of i'm going to think of a name spend hours brainstorming up a name and i just said okay puneet web design studios mm-hmm. and for years my till date my twitter handle is puneet web it's ah. because it was just just became a thing for me so next thing you know clients keep coming in because now i'm i'm an organization so mm-hmm. biggest problem with freelancers is they still depend on a platform i made my own platform technically damn and then you were finding all these designers to work on also through upwork or just through your referrals and friends mostly referrals and friends since i was from an it background somebody knew somebody we had like two different majors on the same floor so whatever classes happened were like the other major was like a slightly higher level yeah. so as to say and there there were a lot of passionate people in web development and stuff i was like hey dude if i pay you this this much money will you come work for me on this project and they're like okay cool let's do it that's how i went about it i just signed up a quick contract and the project was done but then what if you get this guy ramesh to work as a developer for you and then ramesh disappears after something like a wedding or something so, so did you have that happen or how would you I deal with that you, there are gazelles <laughs> all over i'm not sh- showing hate 
it's not bad to be a gazelles gazelles are fast gazelles yeah. adapt gazelles can kill you with their whatever they have on their heads it's just that i know there are people who can who will always be there and till date in my design school i don't care if a mentor leaves even though we've had nobody leave we're so cool we just let each other do our work and i always find somebody new so you're like jugaad jugaad kar lenge jugaad kar lenge yaar let's just take it let's just say yes to everything and then jugaad kar lenge that is oh my that God. is my number one thing people think you know oh i i need to first study this i've heard this a lot oh i need i yeah. need to first uh, give me some time yeah i need to first learn this i need to first study this i need to first uh, get experience in this and i'm like buddy you missed the train so that's the thing man like saying yes spontaneously is so much better than saying yes later i'd say and that has like helped me a lot i absolutely agree with you and you're doing this like freelance business on the side yeah at what point did you actually get a full time job working at a corporate company i was uh, doing freelancing till like last i'd say uh last to last summer Okay and then after that I joined I took like a little break mm-hmm. uh for a 2 um, 3 months and I just explored my own like design stuff personal projects yeah. stuff and then I got into like hotel chain business where they had their own application yeah. they depended on their application so they needed UX designers mm-hmm. after that I quit in like 5 months why did you quit <laughs> in 5 I, months I quit because because the boss was shitty okay uh, and i was the big boss not even the boss the big boss so okay. i was like fuck you man i'm i'm leaving and <laughs> honestly it wasn't as much that the big boss was rude or whatever it might be it was more i needed more out of it i wasn't getting more out of it and the sad part is mhm people till date don't recognize freelancing and consulting as a full time job okay the first thing that i got from that job was your experience is zero years and i was like wow okay uh okay cool as you say and that's the reaction you need to give because you can't argue with them and they know yeah. they're like oh this is the system i say oh okay I'm not going to try and fight the system. I don't have enough energy to do that. And that's my biggest problem with the industry right now, and I'm sure a lot of people are listening to this and resonating with this. I don't have time for the system, man. Like politics. The politics, this even the rule who wrote the rules, man. Like <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg was was a college like I won't call him a complete dropout, but he was definitely like not experienced. Yeah, he still became a billionaire. Yeah. Who's going to stop that? If Mark Zuckerberg tried to get a job at some other company, hey, you've never had a full-time job. <laughs> so that's that's crazy. That was like the worst experience that every time I got into a new organization, they were like, "Have such less experience." And I'm like, "Jeez." But then you also had your YouTube channel going on the same point, right? Yeah, for sure. I started my YouTube channel maybe 2-3 months before I started getting like the full-time job. It's been like a year and a half, maybe something like that. 
that was like a ch- turning point for me and the thing was everybody wanted me to be off youtube everybody was like hey, spend more time at your desk oh the company bullshit ah yeah the company <laughs> bullshit quit your youtube stop doing this stop doing that and it's just a bunch of hate being thrown at you just because i have a better youtube than your youtube i don't know i don't know what the reason was i think they were jealous that's what i think it is i mean yeah it, that's what it comes to my mind and at the end of the day i've never considered myself like i still have such a long way to go man i look up to other youtubers chris yeah. yo you got jonathan from agent smart you got yeah. charlie mary tv you got so many people i've probably missed 10 of them at least and i look up to them like they're not just bigger channels than me they're like i don't know how they do it like i still haven't yeah. cracked the code so maybe that's that's the same way these people looked at me but maybe in a negative way and that was cool because that made me realize i think this this will be the title of this podcast is fuck 925 <laughs> this, this is going to be an explicit explicit podcast you can't you need to put an e after this one yeah i'm saying same thing sure. like, fuck 925 and honestly dude it's cool for the people yeah. who want to do it it's cool i don't blame them for not having an enterprising uh, dimag enterprising mind yeah. it's cool and at the end of the day 925 was never meant for me so i quit I mean I've I've had similar challenges like that. I think for my thing was um like you know working at companies in in the US it was like let's say there's like a downtime nobody's doing anything. People are playing ping pong. People are going for walks and my guilty pleasure is I'm just reading a Kindle book on an actual Kindle which you can see right here. So I was reading on this Kindle and then Flex. people had a had a problem with it. So I got like dinged for it like why are you reading Kindle here? And I think that sometimes people just want to be like you like oh but the rule says this you have to like you know like not do this in the company time and I figured that either they are jealous or maybe they had dreams they wanted to do something when they were younger and then they look at you and they're like man Puneet is doing this YouTube channel I couldn't do it and you know what let me just stop him let me stop him from doing it <laughs> the best thing I've gotten is a few times I was lucky where I got a boss where He also had a side things going on, so it was like a mutual agreement. Like you do your shit, and I'm gonna do my shit, and it was perfect because he couldn't say anything to me because I was doing my side shit because he was also doing his side shit. <laughs> yeah, happened to me, but it was not a good thing. Like for them, it was like you can't do this, and I'm like, you were designing your wife's logo last year, yeah. and you're telling me to stop doing my YouTube for like ten minutes. Oh my god! So it, it's just again, it's politics. what can one do and then i've gone smarter if you are somebody you know that still is working at a full time job and do want to do this i think a way to go about it is being smart about it so mm-hmm. over time what i did is like okay if i'm in front of everybody then don't do kindle don't do your side project just you know, do that thing and then yeah. like when everybody leaves do it then or maybe like if your company has multiple floors go on a floor where nobody can see you that well and then just yeah. do it there <laughs> so you're out of people's sight when you do it It'll be it'll be so much fun if the companies you you worked for people there are like listening to this and they're like oh, now we know now we know now I think we, they already knew man I think thing. like I was a pain in the ass at some of the companies I worked for because I think a lot of them just knew like Daniel is always doing his own shit mm-hmm. but I was lucky that I would always make it worth their while like as a good Jew person I was always like listen 
if you help me out, I'll help you out in some way. So I don't know, man. Like I was just like offering people like, hey, you know what? I know a real estate guy. Like if you're looking to buy a house, I'll connect you with somebody. Or um, I don't know if you're looking for a plumber, I will hit you up with some guy that I know. Like, I don't know. It was just like subtle bribes, man. <laughs> yeah. I was always like offering stuff like that or like one place I was just like, hey, I know this like, I don't know, like the Dean of Admissions of this college or whatever, like, you know, I'll connect you with some person here. So it was always like, like, you let me know how I can help you. And I promise not to be a pain in the ass. Just let me do my thing a little bit. Like, I think every Indian from every state is like, oh, I'm Punjabi, so I do this. Oh, I'm Gujarati, so I'm, do, I'm doing this. Oh, I'm Bengali, so I'm like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm Bengali, yeah. I eat fish. <laughs> yeah, outlet. Stereotypical. <laughs> I know, dude, I'm so bad. So, we're like, for all the foreign listeners, we're racists amongst our own type. Okay. Yeah. We're like, if I'm Punjabi, people will be like, oh, bale, bale, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? I mean, we're the same color, but yeah. Surprisingly, in the US, the thing is, everybody just unites because suddenly, I mean, you got to think about it. Like, I think yeah. the foreign population, like, if you just consider Indians for that matter, Indians and Muslims, like, maybe in the US, I don't know the exact stat, but it's probably like less than 5% or something of the total population. Yeah. Um, I, I could be completely off, but so here, things are completely different. Like, mm-hmm. like every Indian looks at every Indian as like, oh, we're friends. Like, there's none of that, like... Yeah, because you're the only people you have for each other. Like, yeah, you can't trust a white guy or you can't... Yeah. I mean, you can, of course, but like... One of my best friends is a Muslim guy. I'm friends with a South Indian guy, partly because, you know, he comes to my place and he cooks me dosa, but, but we are really good friends, for the record. <laughs> nice. So... Yeah. yeah, I get it. I mean... <laughs> So you probably joined YouTube around 2015 or something, right? 2015, 2016? I was so casual with YouTube back then. I was like, I had a, somebody gifted me a GoPro and I was mm-hmm. just doing random vlogs with it all the time. Yeah. And I was like gaining like, I gained like 30 subscribers in like a year or two. And okay. uh, then I was like, I'm not really going out so much. What else can I do with my GoPro? Yeah. And the entire YouTube idea came because of the GoPro. Because the GoPro ah. mic is decent. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you don't need an external mic. That's why they make the mic good because they know nobody's going to connect a mic on top of a yeah. GoPro. Yes. You know? Because literally, dude, it will, it will look like this bottle over this. Oh my God. Because GoPros are small. Like, yeah. And mics are big. So yeah. the mic was really good. So I was like, okay, I'll just pin this GoPro to my t-shirt mm-hmm. and I'll just do, start doing like design videos yeah and, and this was just like one and a half years ago i started like seriously taking youtube wow so one and a half years ago i was like okay can we get 100 subs mm-hmm. and at that point of time i was like i'll just make a video and i'll just leave it and the first video did like 400 views which was okay. up from my usual 30 views i was like okay, okay mm, let's try once more and yeah. the second video got like 1200 views And I was like, okay, okay, okay. Let's see where we can get this. So now from the average 800, 900 views. Yeah. I think I'm now at like 3000 something average. Wow. And some videos, I don't know how they do it, but 
some videos YouTube just pushes out and it just gets yeah. like 20 30k in like a week Damn. Some, videos, some videos then perform poorly sometimes you can't always have the same results again and again on YouTube on no platform so that was something where where I was like okay this is something that I'm going to make a part of my career and YouTube was one of the reasons I was able to say okay I'm going to quit my 9 to 5 job and I was like okay I can now form a business out of this and that is where I started the design school is because mm-hmm. I realized I can cross sell better now because yeah. of this and when you came across youtube i think now you have what is it like 30000 subscribers and i would say 30 yeah 33 something i don't know 33 and then in the indian designs so you're probably one of the most subscribed youtube designers right uh, how would you go for one other guy in india one or two other guys in india who are doing it one is a guy who does only in hindi so that's okay i mean then 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 that's a completely different genre i think it's yeah. more regional language based mm-hmm. channel ours is more english yeah. appealing to a wider like an american audience as well and yeah. foreign audience there is somebody called design pilot but i don't really want to talk about it because some beef so oh. <laughs> uh, yeah youtube beef okay welcome youtube welcome to youtube so um he's at like 45k or something mm-hmm. but my views are better so <laughs> oh my god yeah <laughs> oh my god like how many views have you got do you have a ballpark how many total views for the lifetime so, of the channel uh one year in the la- past one year i think it's 2.5 mil um, damn i'm hoping like i want to like increase my sub rate and i'm trying to do stuff for it and let's see it's just a journey i guess this is the beginning And then for any YouTuber listening to this or wanting to be a YouTuber, the first question they're going to have is, Puneet, how much roughly can I make a month with your views or your you know your stats? 50k to a lakh a month. I mean, it's not Rupees. bad. Yeah, okay. 100k, <laughs> 100 a $100,000 a month. <laughs> I'm not Jake Paul. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah so that uh, 100k rupees you can make a month which i think for a side hustle i think it's it's crazy for a side hustle and then like there are there's brand partnerships doing some stuff with framer with linkedin with this that so wow. like there's a, a lot of other money involved but then that comes with when you do things consistently they don't like a channel where it's one video a month like i see my weapon has been like my secret weapon has been like consistent like monday thursday all the time never miss like maybe once in 6 months i miss once wow it's like so every week every week twice a week so that's youtube likes that people on youtube right. like that so why not damn and then those partnerships with framer and linkedin how did that come about did you like reach out to them or they reached out to you yeah so they reach out to me the thing is there are a lot of youtubers who do reach out to brands But I've stopped doing that because initially I was reaching out to brands, but I got no answer. Maybe that was because I had fewer su- subscribers at that time. I was like at 10k. Okay. And there are certain brands who just want to do stuff with a different kind of channel, and I I totally get it. Yeah, that's how YouTube works. But YouTube is just another platform. I'd say every platform you can do the same thing, but like in a different way. So you're saying that if you grow the channel those brands will come to you. 
yeah definitely like why not you know i'll say that some people have reached out to initially but then what happens is i think it's more philosophical is where you focus so hard on something you forget about the results the results start coming in that is what i'm focusing on right now i'm all about how can i get good quality content good quantity content out as fast as possible and how can i provide value to people and that that's the goal and that is what i'm sticking with the brands will come on their own i think a lot of people focus on this i was speaking to somebody the other day and they just wanted some advice on youtube and stuff i was like okay cool let's have a chat and there's so many people unfortunately who are delusional man like <laughs> even today i don't expect figma to answer my messages on twitter or yeah. on email that is why i don't message or email them because i'm like I'm just another guy man True. so and there are some people who have 100 subscribers and they're like oh i want to do this with this company or i want this brand deal i want this brand deal i say that on their faces i'm like dude you're just starting off i don't get those deals <laughs> you know i'm jealous of you if you get those deals i will give you my youtube channel <laughs> oh, <laughs> probably not God. but yeah so i mean people need to realize it's one step at a time and it's just focus on what you're doing like even if you're on behance linkedin whatever you're doing just focus on what you're doing providing value to people is number 1 number 2 or maybe number 3 is actually bringing brands on so money is always secondary man like money is a way to get be free you know you're like yes people think money is like key to something bigger and it's not you're the key to becoming to something bigger money is just helping you feel free a little bit you know you don't need to worry about the rent anymore you don't need to worry about the bills <laughs> and you're just focusing on what you're doing so that i think that's number 1 a lot and keep the lights on the money yeah keep the lights on or just shift to canada and get like free money so um <laughs> yeah man like <laughs> I have this YouTuber friend, design friend. I'm not sure if you've heard of him, Fahim MD, uh, cool designer on YouTube. Uh-huh. He was telling me the other day. He's like, Canada, they gave us two different packages if we lost our jobs. Damn. And they continue to give you money. And I'm like, <laughs> I gotta go to. I'm I'm Punjabi, so people will be like, Oh, Canada, huh? Uh-huh. Like, yeah, Canada. That's that's like second Punjab. No it is man like yeah. I've been to Vancouver and dude like every third or fourth person I saw on the street was like a Punjabi like yeah, stores Punjabi everywhere sick. that's like it's like you're you're sick you're probably going to go to Canada there's a 50 50% chance <laughs> Oh it's a beautiful country man <laughs> Yeah it's it's a cool it's a cool place So <laughs> <laughs> what does your schedule look like is if you're putting out content twice a week I'm assuming you edit everything yourself Yeah, I edit everything on my own and I'll tell you a story man. I have gotten chances for people to do stuff for me to for free. Okay. They're like, "We'll edit your videos for free. We we love your videos, this that. Can we edit your videos? Yeah. We have really good editing skills. It'll help us practice this that." And I was like, "Dude, no. I can't pay you right now and I cannot get it done for free. I've been in your shoes and I don't want you to do work for free. I respect so, that. So, yeah, so I was like, dude, 
I'm just going to edit everything on my own. And I was like, I don't want to be, I'm not MKBHD. I'm not editing 4K footage, trying to make my videos, audios, everything crisp and nice and B-roll and this. Yeah. So I was like, I just got to edit screen recordings. And for me, it's like legit. I edited like just before shooting this podcast, I edited today's video. And after shooting this podcast, I'm going to put that video. It's as simple as that. It takes like 45 minutes to an hour and that's it. And, and then do you plan this very collect correctly, man. Uh, wow. 80% of the results from 20% of the work. Yes. The Pareto principle. And, and the problem is people don't take action on it. People believe <laughs> in it, but people don't take action on it. They're still doing 80% of the work and getting 10, 20% of the results. I tell people, if you're not free most of the day, or if you're not doing stuff for yourself, yeah, just chilling out, watching a movie, uh, maybe g- grabbing some snacks from the marketplace, going out, probably not right now, but in general, you're not doing work then. I mean, I watched this video from Tanmay Bhatt. He's like yeah. one of the biggest comics in India. And he, during quarantine, he got 2 million subs. He started his new channel and he Holy got shit. 2 million subs. And he was like, he was talking to Bhuvan Bam, BVK Wines, who is another big, super large yeah. channel on YouTube in India. And he was like, I'm free most of the time. He's like, I take a month off sometimes from work. Wow. I just make music. I just, whatever I like, interesting. And from one video, he earns at least 10 lakh rupees. At least just add, Damn. just add money. He, he, <laughs> has, he has like a big, real big fancy luxury apartment and a Mercedes, I don't know, like GL, ML, whatever that is, like the big SUV. And he's living his life, man. And he does 20% of the work. Why can't we? That is deep as hell, man. But I think it's also figuring out what is that 20% of the work that's going to really give you the meaningful rewards. Exactly. A lot of people think, oh, we'll do 20% of work on TikTok and we'll become rich. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure there are are people like Dixie D'Amelio who make millions yeah. creating like 10, 15 TikToks a day where she's just dancing, copying yeah. something, whatever. Me and you cannot do that. <laughs> yeah. I can't dance to save my life, man. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So <laughs> I think for everybody, it's different. It's very hard to find that one niche where you can put in 20% of the work. And I think for that, you of- have to get out of the nine to five job, at least even for six months to figure it out. You can go back in, but yeah. Yeah. But the problem is people just want to get everything now. They're like, Oh, we need to get a job now. We just graduated from college. We need to get a job. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'm sure there are people who need to get a job, like really need a job. And maybe they need to support a family. I can totally respect that. But even then you need to take a risk. I mean, I think it just for people it looks good on a bio data, like, oh, works yeah. at Apple. Oh, <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> LinkedIn, LinkedIn uh, clout. Oh, my God, LinkedIn dude. LinkedIn clout. I got a funny story, but like, you know, like my parents are very traditional. So they're like, you got to yeah. make a bio data. You like, I'm like, I am not making that shit. Like, I'll just meet yeah. someone and that's it. So yeah. they forced me to make a bio data. I'm like, you know what? I'm a designer. 
I'm yeah. gonna make the most fancy ass design type biodata ever. And dude, like, holy shit. Like I was really proud of what I created, man. It was like the most like design-esque biodata I ever created. <laughs> it was sure. just so funny. <laughs> what I wanna know is, you've got the YouTube stuff figured out, you're going on the path. Then how did you figure out to start the design school? Did you like talk to somebody like, hey, how did you do your school? I want to do mine. What was your journey starting Design Wings? So I realized there's so many design schools charging hell of a lot of money. Like they're all charged and I've said it on their faces, 60, 70,000 rupees for the course. And how long is the course? Four month, four month course. 70,000, um, damn. 70,000 bucks. That's with taxes, that's like 80 something. If it's 70, it's 80. If it's 60, it's 70 with taxes. Dude, 80,000 rupees is a lot of money. Yeah, dude. It's like there are people who do the entire university in less money with that. Like wow. government government colleges, government universities in India are really cheap. They're like 5,000 rupees a year or, some, or a semester Damn. or something. Yeah, they're like cheap. You're from India, man. You know that shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wasn't an NRI seat, so I, my parents paid a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so if you come to uh, Delhi University, which is yeah, one of the like one the some of the highest ranked colleges in Delhi University, yeah. they're like five ten thousand rupees a semester, which is nothing. Yeah, maybe even less. So I realized there is a need for quality, affordable education which is also makes you industry ready there are so many institutes who are ripping people off who are see the thing is not everybody is going to get the same results i can't put everybody into google okay correct so it, it's justifiable if there are some students who don't have a good experience but the thing is if you're charging so much money how are you justifying it because a lot of these courses are weekend courses so they're like eight classes a month where's the justification is my question and that question was like damn man i need to if i if something irritates me i need to solve it and if i can turn it into a, a business if i can turn it into something that will give value and make money at the same time then why not so i started design wings to solve this issue of overpriced design institutes i was i saw how they worked and the thing is, I am paying, I'm one of the highest paying organizations in design schools right now, while being the most affordable. So the thing is, I'm keeping very little money for myself. Wow. I mean, the money that I'm keeping is quite a bit. But the best part is I don't have a partner. I don't have investors. Okay. I don't have anybody to answer to. So I can literally all the money is in my control. If I want, I can go out and buy a car in cash right now and nobody will even question me. So the thing is, when you have control over everything, you aren't dependent on investors, on partners, on backers or whatever it might be. You can do whatever the fuck you want to do. And I'm using the same principles I used with my consultancy as I'm using here. I hire people to do work for me. I hire... I don't teach any of these courses. Okay. <laughs> okay, I am qualified, but the thing is, I won't be able to teach those courses because I know. So you're not designing the syllabus? I do. 
I am a big part of designing the syllabus, but mm-hmm. I give a lot of freedom to the mentors while keeping a check on whether we're covering everything that needs to be covered. And then now the students probably want to chat with the mentors and then like, you know, like you have the admissions committee that if there's any issue, do they chat with you or do they just resolve with the mentors? Dude, everything's open. I have my Instagram open. I have my LinkedIn open. I have yeah. my emails open. My, the emails that, you know, on the website, there's a contact us button. Yeah. Each and every email I answer. Wow. I used to have a guy who was doing a little bit of marketing initially, but now it's all me. The best part about having a passion project is that, you know, I call it a passion project because for me it is, is you can do all the work while doing very little work, you know, (laughs) again, 20% of work, 80% of the results. I have a demo class this weekend on Saturday and that demo class people like 400 people are going to be there live on YouTube, a minimum. I did a live where there was till the end, we were just blabbering bullshit. (laughs) And the live was a big fail because my OBS stopped working. I had to like uh, some jugaad as they call it. And everybody was pissed, but they knew there was value to it. So they were stick the same amount of people who were there in the beginning were there at the end. Retention value was so freaking high. And I can guarantee this design school will be the next big thing because that that is how much I believe in it. Now, how do you deal with, like, I mean, it's going to be hard to keep all the students happy. Like somebody's like, oh, I didn't get my value. I want my money back and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. Like when I was in India, people were always haggling, dude. Like, you know, like, like, oh, my money back and this and that. And it's, it's fucking hard to keep like, um, people happy, especially Indian customers. Like when I talked to my God, (laughs) initially I got emails. Now I don't get as much as I used to. Initially I got emails from students who were like, if you give it to me for 5,000 less, I will buy it today. Oh my God. And I was like, (laughs) don't worry. Force this here forever. You can come back, but come, I'm like, will you like, if you're, if you're buying an iPhone, will you, will you contact Tim Cook and be like, Hey, can I get this iPhone for 10,000 less? I'll buy it right now. <laughs> will, will you send him a Snapchat saying, Oh, I'm here at the Apple store. It's in my hand. The cash is here. But if you give it to me for 10,000 rupees, I will buy it right now. So oh my it, God. There's some people who don't understand the concept of fixed pricing. Like this is not a sari shop. This is not a, <laughs> a this is not a, a sweet shop where you can say, yeah. I'll give you 50 cent rather than a dollar. Can you give it to me for 50 cents? That doesn't happen, unfortunately. And the thing is, I cannot do that. I mean, that's a rule. That's a fixed price that I've kept on the website. It doesn't change. And I'll have to be answerable to the people who are working with me and who are, you know, I'll be answerable to the people who in the future, they might some, he might go and tell like 10 other people and they'll be like, yeah. Hey, we want it for 5,000 rupees less too. I'll be like, no. Damn. So it, it does happen a lot. And there are people, I'm sure there'll be people who'll be dissatisfied till date. We haven't had one because amazing. Is, we're so genuine, man. It's like, <laughs> 
I don't want to toot my own horn, but I just believe we're so genuine, man, as compared to the people I've seen. And that's the that's the whole reason I opened this school was because I wanted to be genuine. I yeah. I want to tell people in their face, hey, this is something which you shouldn't do, or this is something you should do, and we're here to support you. I want to be I want to be for these students what my teachers in school were like who were like you know if you want to sit in the lab for the whole day don't worry we got your back so the rare teachers yeah man <laughs> and all the mentors i have right now i've told them if you don't have this mindset get off the team and they all came with this mindset and that's the best part i didn't even have to like search for specific people i hired five people and i was like for five batches these will be good and i was like all these are genuine people damn and none of them they send me an invoice and they never ask me for the money even if i'm late they never ask me if, why i'm late because they're like we're not in this just for the money that is what i want for the school that is what i want to entail i want people to understand this and put put it inside their heads is it's not just about the money the money is money is freedom it's not value yeah you know? it's like even if i was using a mic which was half the price i could still give you the same value today so that is what people like need to start learning i guess oh, that is dope man i love that mindset what are some of the future things you're planning on the design wings roadmap moving forward I don't want to leak anything but <laughs> Design Wings Junior might be coming soon. So there's a big shift in a lot of people who aren't from India or even I'm sure you've heard about it is our education system just changed. It changed overnight. And now schools are going to focus more have to focus more on a second like a tertiary kind of subject. yeah which could be coding designing development whatever machine learning whatever there is schools are going to introduce mm-hmm. that they're going to have to have a course like that yeah we're going to be the first that's Boom. all that's all i'm going to say ah. <laughs> no i love that man what advice do you have to you know any designer that wants to get out of the fucking 9 to 5 job and do something and follow your path i'm going to write a book on this and this is <laughs> fuck 9 to 5 is my first book ever. This got to be my book. <laughs> it's actually a very good book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's going to relate to it. So, you know what? If I write this book, which I will, I'm going to okay. put this podcast as a chap. I'm going to turn this podcast into a chap. <laughs> Watch me do it. No, that would be dope, man. 3 more months. Give me 3 more months. I'm going to write this book and I'm going to publish this. <laughs> Now that'd be dope man. Yeah, about. even if you can start it out as a medium article. No nah, man, it's going to be it's going to be published, man. It's going to be Holy published. <laughs> yeah, dude. That is dope. When it comes to advice, man, number one, like the key that I used to like reach where I am and where I'm going is definitely first of all learn how to say fuck it, I'm going to do it. You know, there's this book I think everybody should read it. except mm-hmm. my upcoming book they should also read this book is <laughs> um screw it let's do it by richard branson yeah who else to learn how to become a billionaire uh, rather than a billionaire you know like 
yeah he's a billionaire he can tell you how he did it and he does in that book so i think everybody should start reading that and realize that book changed my life and that book can change anybody's life is if you want to get something don't look at what is what is in the path i did a live yesterday on my instagram where i told people you need to keep on changing your path look at what companies who had a solid straight path look at what happened to them after the pandemic started they're fucked because they couldn't adapt as individuals we need to keep on adapting i've never had one single path i shifted from making websites to ux from freelancing to full time to a design school <laughs> so people need to realize your goals are fixed your why the question why yeah. am i doing this is fixed but why is your goddamn path so fixed damn dude that is deep as hell <laughs> you i mean like designers will resonate with this most is yeah why do you need to have a sticky navigation why do you have want to have a fixed navigation why can't you use javascript whatever to get that navigation to pop in whenever you're scrolling back up yes that's exactly the same thing i'm talking about in real life is your path should keep on changing everything else needs to be fixed tomorrow i can't go like oh i don't want to help students i want to become a billionaire everything gets <laughs> fucked one day give me one day i'll fuck my entire life if i say okay let's look at the goal oh i don't want to teach people i want to become a big business okay i want to grow my business everything gets fucked and that is like every single spiritual book you read they'll all teach you the same thing is focus on where you are headed and that focus you need to adjust so that's number one key man if you take that key it will open every single goddamn door in the world for sure wow it will absolutely i have no doubt about it man and then where can people find you how do people contact you they can find me wherever they want to just search for puneet chavla facebook puneet chavla medium puneet chavla youtube on google i don't even want to give my handles anymore because it's so confusing now twitter linkedin instagram yeah just search for puneet chavla on google puneet chavla ui design that's i think probably the keyword you need to write and that's that's it and that's p u n i t space c h a w l a yep yep but puneet dude this is a fucking blast man thank you so much for coming on the show man thank you for inviting me dude this has been <laughs> such this is this is the best name for a podcast is design mba <laughs> every bloody engineer will relate to this and every bloody designer will relate to this so that's a fucking blast man thank you for having me here man you're doing a great job i wish you best of luck and you know i just hope this becomes the biggest podcast in the world like like this oh, thank you man that would be truly a dream come true for me i want it to be man i want it to be number 1 <laughs> No that's dope man. I'm just going to keep hustling like you said yeah, and then sure, we'll see where that goes. I'm going to get you 1000 downloads on this very <laughs> podcast. I swear to god man. Oh my god dude. Oh my god. Oh my god man. Sure, I didn't man, even know how to reply that. to that. 
let's do that man let's let's yeah. achieve that if you made it this far you are what i call a design mba super fan and i've got a gift for you my super fan head over to designmba.show where you will find my email address email me one thing you learned from this podcast episode and i will get on a 30 minute call with you and help you in your career goals see you in the next episode